I can't tell you how many decks I've seen with spreadsheets and you, you want to pull your hair out because no one wants to look at spreadsheets, okay? And so how do you tell that financial story in a nice, clear and concise fashion that tells why this investment is super attractive, you're going to be able to perform and produce these results and be able to tell that story in a matter of a very short period of time. That's where we see most pitch decks or most companies fall down as they can. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are joined by Michael Doyle, the founder of Brand Iron. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. And for our regular listeners, they'll know that we normally feature cannabis companies that are raising capital or companies that are looking for cannabis companies to invest in. However, on today's show, I thought we were going to take a slightly different direction and we're going to talk about some of the important things that companies can do to make themselves more attractive to investors. And Brand Iron is a multifaceted branding and marketing agency. But why I thought Michael would be the perfect fit for today's episode is the way their agency builds fundraising into their brand development. And Michael, when you're developing a brand's identity, why do you feel it's necessary to develop a concept that not only engages the audience, but also positions it to achieve the long-term goal, including fundraising? Sure. So a little background. I sold a brand and business my own company. I sold it as a part of a IPO roll-up and worked for a public company for a number of years. And it was awful, absolutely awful. <laughs> but um, what I realized was that if you really want to achieve your goals and objectives, you need to figure out what the end game needs to look like. So how are you going to brand and position a company from the onset what does that brand and positioning look like? And then you need to package that and communicate that even if, and especially if you're going out to get capital to help you get to those bigger picture goals and objectives. And so that's kind of what we, we really specialize in is how do we help companies brand and position themselves, communicate what that message is, what the desired outcomes are trying to achieve, and then help package that into like a cap raise deck and communicate what your brand story wants to be, what your financial story wants to be, why and how this is going to be not only a great brand, but how and why this is going to be a great investment. And you need to take a look at that from day one of what that brand position is and what your financial stories and outcomes are going to be in order to track the, not only the followers, but the investors that you're going to need to help take your brand and your company and get the capital you need to get to where you want to go. So well said. I, I know you said some from day one, but I, I often would recommend to people that it doesn't mean to be day one. If you have a company that's been going along and you just don't have a consistent brand, it might not be a bad idea to retool and build the whole package. I'm sure you have some companies that start, you know, start and then have to start over again. <laughs> all, all the time. I mean, we, we've done hundreds of these things over the years now, and we see all the time, this isn't working. Can you help us out, figure out the, what the magic formula is in order to be able to, to get our brand story and our financial story down that will resonate with investors and track the capital that we need to be able to get. And so, We've worked on hundreds of those, and I would say probably at least 
30 to 40 percent of those are retooling of ones that haven't produced results. Well, it makes sense. You know, you know, you don't always get it right on the first at the first time at the <laughs> up to the plate. But you know, I, I like when, I'm, when I look at your website, you have a, a, a sort of a proven formula within your organization. Maybe you could briefly walk us through the four steps of your process. Yeah, so we have four steps. Strategize is the first one. Create, which is where we're creating the brand and or the brand story and or a capital raise deck. How are we going to take that to market or at what we call activate? And then we have the fourth step was analyze. And so analyze what's working, what's not working, and how do we make sure that we're doing what we need to do to achieve the desired outcomes that our clients are working with us to achieve. And so as in all business strategy or all cap raise decks, nothing's perfect out of the gate. And so you figure out and you and you put your best foot forward as far as what your brand story is, what the financial story is. You package it. You make it look super good because if you're trying to raise a bunch of money, they want to know, it's like, we're going to invest this money. Do you know how to sell it? Sell your idea. Can you sell it to the consumers or sell it to the retail channel or the whatever you're trying to sell to? And you got to make it look good. Like you really know what you're going to do with their money. And then you've got to be able to communicate that message and that story of how with that capital, here's what we're going to be able to do with it. And you got to sell that that vision of what you're trying to accomplish with the capital they're entrusting you with. Yeah, I I I, I could completely agree. And I know it's silly, but little things like having different font on your website versus your pitch deck or different colors. Those are things that can trip you up. 100%. And it's not just the look, it's the finer details. Because at the end of the day, we're asking, in most cases, pretty substantial sums of money. And they want to make sure that that we're all professionals here and that we have our act together. We have the quality control. We have the systems and processes in place to be able to execute our game plan. And that includes making sure that it's the brand, it's the fonts, it's the colors, it's the, I know it's grammar, it's spelling, it's the math within the deck. I mean, it's stupid things sometimes, right? That get you cut, tripped up. And so how do you make sure that you're, you're t- paying close attention to all these little details that are part of the bigger picture story that's going to be, help you become successful? You're right, the the spelling errors. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, but it happens. It definitely happens because you're you know, you're a business owner. You don't have sometimes that's not like on the top of your mind, but you know, these copywriters are like, Oh my gosh, the punctuation's incorrect. Throw the deck out. <laughs> what are some other things that <laughs> what are some other things that you've seen? You've seen so many brands. What are some other mistakes that they make when they go out to try to raise capital? Probably the biggest one we see is in addition to telling a really good brand story, which is, I think, kind of fundamental for a lot of brands. But the biggest one we see is not having what we call good financial story, where they don't have really good performance, where they kind of have mapped out, this is how much capital we're asking for. This is how we're going to deploy that capital. These are the financial projections we think that we're going to be able to produce and here's why we think we're going to be able to produce that and put it into a nice, what we call financial story with charts and graphs that's easy to understand versus spreadsheets. I can't tell you how many decks I've seen with spreadsheets and you want to pull your hair out because 
I mean, no one wants to look at spreadsheets, okay? And so how do you tell that financial story in a nice, clear, and concise fashion that tells why this investment is super attractive, you're going to be able to perform and produce these results and be able to tell that story in a matter of a very short period of time? That's where we see most pitch decks or most companies fall down is they cannot tell a really good financial story. They get caught up in the the weeds, so to speak, no pun intended or pun intended, but but they get caught up in the unnecessary things. And before you know it, that they've lost, is that some of the things that you see? Yeah, or normally they get caught up, or they, uh, you said, like get caught up in weeds 100%, or they don't know what type of investor they're going after. Some are looking for income and or cash flow. Others are looking for a long-term CapEx or multiply down the road. And so understand what you're trying to do with this investment and how you're going to be able to make that a attractive investment for who you're trying to get capital from and be yeah. able to tell that story nice and succinctly and, and, and without 20 slides just on that, but tell it within a half dozen, six to 10 slides that really tell like, this is super attractive. You guys have your act together. You know exactly what you're trying to get accomplished. It looks great. And man, I have a lot more confidence because you can tell that financial story in, in a nice and succinct fashion. Well, how many slides or, or, or pages in the deck do you usually try to keep people within? There's a core presentation we'd like to say is what's the story and then the financial story. I'd like to see that within 12 to 20 slides. Okay, yeah. And, and I, I call it all the time where you anticipate the questions. You know what questions you're going to get from whether you're either investors or potential purchasers. And, and if you know what those questions are, you can anticipate those questions. And then you're going to put a bunch of more slides in the appendix and say, I'm really glad you asked that question. I don't have that specific answer in the deck itself, but I've got to drill down on this spreadsheet or this chart. Let me go in greater detail and answer your question for you. And you've got all those anticipated questions into the appendix and ready to go at a moment's notice. So if you have your core presentation in 12 to 20 slides, and I tell people, knock yourself out if you need 20 more slides after that in the appendix, just in case... When we're preparing for these things, we do a lot of pitch presentation coaching too, is know what the top six to 10 or 12 questions are going to be and have them already prepared and show, oh, glad you asked that question. Let me flip back there and let me show you that, or let me show you this, or let me show you that. If you know what those questions are going to be, and after you give your presentation a couple of times, you'll know what the typical questions are going to be. And you're going to be able to go back into that appendix, pull that out and say, here it is. Let me go over that with you and then kind of show you what that wants to look like. I love that. I haven't heard anyone talk about the appendix. That's a great suggestion. That's a great suggestion. Well, Michael, you're based in Denver right now. Correct. Your agency's in Denver. I'm sure you work with com- with companies all over the country. Have you worked with cannabis companies in the past? Yeah, we work with cannabis companies. We've worked with packaging companies in the cannabis space. We worked with some edibles and extracts companies. Um, we've worked with CBD companies. You cover it. We've named with a lot of uh, spectrum in the cannabis hemp realm. 
Well, it's it it just the fact that you're in Denver makes me know that you you at least understand <laughs> the, the the complexities of our industry, which are crazy. Well, this has been a real pleasure having you on the show, and we'll have all of Brand Iron's information in our show notes. So, if anybody'd like to follow up with Michael and you know learn more about maybe retooling their brand or or launching their brand using Brand Iron, I I, I highly recommend it. Michael, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for doing this today. Hey, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.